Welcome to the Vail Christian Church Podcast. Join us today in John chapter 1 as Pastor Ben Pitney draws the truth out of the text. At Vail Christian Church, we believe in training followers of Christ to worship, gather, give, and serve. My name is Ben. I'm the lead pastor at Vail Christian Church, and I'm really glad that you're tuning in today, um, this Sunday, right after Christmas. I hope all of you had such a great time with your family and and uh, were able to fulfill all your Christmas traditions, and I know it was fun for us. And so I'm just really glad that you're with us this morning, and I'm hoping that um, my message today can really be encouraging to you. I'm going to be in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and we're going to look at the first five verses of this really awesome gospel. And I think it is so appropriate to end this year and begin the new year with these truths that John writes just in these first five verses. I think it's going to be um, actually a really good way to end and begin So let's just start by looking at the first five verses, and I'll read them, and then um, we'll draw out the truth in a little bit different way. John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was fully God. The Word was with God in the beginning. All things were created by Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life and the life was the light of mankind. And the light shines on in the darkness, but the darkness has not mastered it. Those are awesome words. And I think the the way I really want to start is by pulling the truth out of these verses by treating them in sort of reverse order. Here's what I see in verse five. John says a couple of things. But he says, and the light shines on in the darkness, but the darkness has not mastered it. Some translations say, um, have not understood it, right? And this is what I would call the invincibility of light. And this is really Jesus, right? It's not overcome. So you can summarize verse five, light wins over darkness. Light triumphs over darkness. Light is victorious over darkness. So why is it like this? Why is this the case? Why does darkness not overcome the light? And why um, uh, why does this happen? How can we be sure that the light will go on and completely master the darkness? Um, this is what verse one through four are written to answer. That's how John starts. And they give three reasons why the light will win or triumph over the darkness. And so I just want to focus a moment on the the conflict of light and dark in verse 5 and look at the three reasons in the in verses 1 through 4 why light's going to win. So let's look at the first one light wins or triumphs over darkness. When John says in verse 5, the light shines on in the darkness, he means that the word has become flesh. Jesus has come into the dark world and is the light of the world. 
This is what we celebrate at uh, Christmas, right? In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. In John 1, verse 9, it says, the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was created by him, but the world did not recognize him. And in verse 11, chapter 1, he says, he came to what was his own, but his own did not receive him. So it's actually really clear that Jesus is the one that's spoken of right here in these verses, right? He's the light in verse 5. He's the one who shines on in the darkness, and the darkness is the world or evil and unbelief and death and judgment. In chapter 3, verse 19, John says, now this is the basis for judging that the light has come into the world and people who love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. So darkness is the power of evil and actually unbelief. And when you look at what verse 5 is saying, it's saying that Jesus Christ, the light of the world, has entered into the darkness of evil and unbelief and lostness and death and darkness doesn't overcome Jesus. And this makes a huge difference, right? Now, now that, that makes a tremendous difference actually to those of us who believe in Jesus. In John chapter 12, verse 46, Jesus says, I've come as the light unto the darkness. And so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in the darkness. So believers have passed from darkness to light and Jesus doesn't want us to remain in darkness. And he says in verse 36 in chapter 12, he says, while you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. So when you believe in Jesus, not only do you leave the darkness, but you enter into light. And I love that part. You actually join the family of light. You become children of light. And so Paul says, for you were at one time darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. He writes that to the church in Ephesus. So God wants us to be light. He doesn't want us to remain in darkness. So it makes a huge difference to us if the light wins or triumphs. And it makes a difference to us the, um, whether or not the darkness overcomes the light. And that's what verse 5 makes clear. And the light shines on in the darkness, but the darkness has not mastered it. The light will triumph, and that means Jesus will triumph and win, and all those who believe in him the are the children of light, right? They will triumph as well. So you need to hear this because darkness is gaining ground on lots of fronts in our world, right? Seems like the darkness is winning a lot. Evil's winning a lot. There's so much that it's almost unrecognizable sometimes as I look around in the world that we live in. The darkness seems to be winning. We're moving fast in kind of that direction as a culture, 
actually, I, I think, but I, I will stake a lot. I'll stake my life on the truth of John 1, 5, that the light shines in the darkness. Jesus shines. The gospel shines. The church, by the way, the church shines, and the darkness has not mastered it. And I am certain that you can be sure of that. But I want to answer that question. How can we? How can we be sure that the light wins? And I think John gives us three reasons. Number one, the light is the life of the Son of God. So look at verse four just a minute. He says, in him was life and the light and, and, and the life was the light of mankind. This, this means that the light that shines in the darkness is the light of life. It's the light of life. John 8, 12, the life of the sun is the light of the world. And so uh, the first reason that the light is going to win over the darkness is that it is life. It's living light. What does that really mean? Well, if the life of the Son of God is the light that shines on in the darkness, which that's what verse 4 says, then there are at least four things that we can say about this light. And I think number one is the light of life has energy. It has power because the life of the Son has energy and has power. Jesus is God. He has energy and he has power and i think it's i think it's actually tremendous i think it's great i think it's infinite and then number two um the light of life has purpose and motion it's not static like a lamppost or a lighthouse on the shore it plans it moves it shines now here it shines there it is alive with the life of the sun it moves. Oftentimes we talk about church and this building that we meet in and the room that we meet in and corporate worship as kind of a rally point so that, that we can then walk back across the bridge into the parking lot, get in our cars and get out back there in the world to be light. Number three, the light of life grows and expands. <laughs> And that's kind of exciting. That's the way the life of the Son of God is. His life is a fountain of life. The psalmist says in Psalm 36, 9, once the rays start coming out of this light, they extend farther and farther and farther. And then number four, the light of life produces offspring, bears fruit, right? John 12, 36, Believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. So the first reason the light shines on in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it is that this light is living. It has energy. It is purposeful. It grows and reproduces. It's not a static thing. And number two, the life is the life of the creator of all things. It's given in verse three, um, look at verse three, all things were created by him and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Now the him in this verse is the same as in verse four, in him was light or in him, in him was life and the life was the light of mankind. So 
The point is this, the, inner, the energy, the, the energetic and purposeful and growing and reproductive life that shines in the darkness is the life of none other than the one through, through whom all things were made. The life that shines in the, in the light is the life of the creator, God himself. So we know that the powers of darkness are not as strong as this life because this life created the powers of darkness. And no created thing is more powerful than its creator. You could say, you know, you could say it like this. Isn't, isn't a bomb or a bullet more powerful than the men who created it? Can't, can't those destroy its maker? I guess you could say yes. But I, the real answer is that there is an infinite difference between making a bullet, making a bomb out of materials that exist already and that are controlled by the laws you did not write. And creating out of nothing the very materials of the universe and the laws that control them. So if you can make something out of nothing, you can always turn that something into nothing. And so the creator always holds the world in his hands. He will always win and triumph and the powers of darkness, they actually know this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it first because the light is the light and energetic and purposeful, growing, reproducing, fruit-bearing life. And second, because that life is the life through whom everything was made. And number three, this light and life is God. That leaves the one last reason for why we can be sure that the light will not be overcome by the darkness. Not only is the light a living light, and not only is the life of this light the life of God's word through whom he created all things, but this word, this life, this light is God himself. And God Almighty cannot be overcome. Verse 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was fully God fully God. The word was with God means that they are distinct persons and can fellowship with one another. But the word was God means that they are one God, not two. It's a mystery, but it's true. It's hard to explain, but it's true. God the Father and God the Son have such unity that they are one God, one God not two, and such a distinction that they are two persons, not one. I want you to be encouraged. This is unbelievable truth. The practical point is this. The light can't be overcome by the darkness because the light is alive. It's the light of life. And number two, through this life, this living word, all things were made. And three, this living word is God. God himself in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was fully God. The word was with God in the beginning and all things were created by him and apart from him, not one thing was created that has 
been created. In him was life. And the life was the light of mankind. And the light shines on in the darkness. But the darkness has not been mastered. But the darkness has not mastered it. That's really what I wanted to say. That's what it says. That's the truth. But the darkness has not mastered it. It hasn't mastered the light. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Christ has overcome the world of darkness. That's right out of John 16, verse 33. Believe in the light that you may become sons of light. John 12, 36. Take the offensive this year. Raid the darkness. It can overcome. Um, it cannot overcome the children of light. Raid the darkness. I love this teaching. I love this truth. It seems like if there's ever a time to be confident about who Jesus is, about who God is, what his plan is, and what his plan is for us, I think it's now. Feels like it's getting more and more difficult to know what the truth is, to make decisions sometimes in the world that we live in, to love people, to care about all the things that are happening in our world and in our culture and our children and, and the future. But I think that you can be encouraged. Christ has overcome the world of darkness. And you know what? You know how he's gonna continue to do that and work that out and flesh that out? It's gonna be by people like you and I who are true sons of the light. Have a fantastic rest of your day and weekend. I hope I get to see you next week in church. We really value in-person church. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Vail Christian Church Podcast. If you have any questions, would like to see the video cast of this message, or would like to know more about our church, visit our website at www.vailchristian.com.